0: it's great you're doing this but why was this done five years ago why wasn't it done 10 years ago why was it still acceptable for comedians to be wearing blackface why you know, do you know what I mean stuff like that and I'm just like I'm looking at it and I'm just like you're a bit too and late like, <laughs> obviously better late than never but at the same time this has been a struggle for decades if not centuries so I'm just like
1: welcome to ctmc's girls who chat about podcast i'm zed
0: and i'm ali we are two women of color who tell stories we also talk about current events and issues facing
1: people in today's society enjoy this episode
0: hi guys um you're about to listen to a collection of perspectives about race this is definitely going to be an ongoing topic um, at CTMC and something we hope to have lots of conversations about and spreading awareness about.
1: Yes, this is a topic we are very passionate about and this is only just scratching the surface. Enjoy these stories, these different perspectives, ideas and different opinions that come from people from all over from different backgrounds, from different ethnicities, and clearly have different ideas not only just
0: about the Black Lives Matter movement, but about conversations and experiences about race in general. So please enjoy both episodes and get ready for me and Annie to pick apart the discussion in the third of this mini-series. Thank you.
2: started like hashtaging black lives matter and then there was a lot of people that are like no all lives matter and all of that nonsense and it's like it's so easy to get frustrated but then i realized actually maybe people don't understand like the severity of what they're saying anyways um but there was this one person in particular um <laughs> ain't got name no name um yeah and he like He basically posted, like, he kept on posting loads of, like, stuff about, like, the, um, riots turning, like, um, sour. Or, like, just, like, about looting, basically. Just, like, really, like, that typical spin on riots. Anyways. And, um, he just kept on posting stuff like that. And then would just post, like, the occasional Martin Luther King, like, peaceful kind of protest post. Um... But there was just so much of that stuff and i know where his head was at because um sometimes when people despite their ethnicity when they're raised in like all white areas this this might be a generalization by the way because i wasn't raised in all white areas so i don't know but um but yeah sometimes when they're raised in like all white areas their mindset is that of the majority So, um, yeah, and it's weird because they know that that they're not ethnically white, but their siding and their, like, want to be heard by the white community is so strong that it comes out. It's like, even if you feel like, you know, people have equal rights, you know people are well within their rights to protest about something. And yeah, some people turn that into nonsense but that, that shouldn't take away from the fact that people are being shot in their own homes and and you're trying to tell me it's just okay and people will just get away with it just because they can it's disgusting and that's 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 the thing that bugs me as well that you can't understand the severity of it anyways yeah so this guy now he um he must have messaged me and was like oh. Started like he started waffling like mad, and it was annoying because I was playing a game as well in between, so I was like, I kept on going back to it because it was like he was actively chatting, do you know what I mean? And then he basically just got to the crux of his argument, and it was, um, oh, but statistically, uh, this <laughs> really annoys me, but... okay? So, statistically, uh, the percentage of um, people that get charged in America or the percentage of criminals I think he said in America um, there's like this many statistics of them being black and I was like you know what I think to myself as well yeah it's really hard to argue with someone that just doesn't want to hear and, um, and it's more upsetting for me when I think, right, these people, like, they're my people, is it? So they should know better. They should know better. Like, there's no, there's no two ways about it. And then yeah. and he must have said that, and I was just like, that statistics line just, it got me so angry, and I was like, yeah, you know what, I'm I'm actually playing a game, so you're disturbing my game, and <laughs> I know it was really silly, but I just had to end the conversation there because I can't, I can't talk to people that don't understand reason. And when you're bringing up statistics, but who's making these statistics? And statistically, uh, this many people, okay, but what about, (laughs) what about the charges that, you know, like people that are uh, sentenced, literally sentenced, not even like, not even convicted, forget convicted, sentenced and murdered. Or lynched or whatever based on something that they have never done something that they had they were innocent crimes that they were innocent to it's so mad it's actually so crazy and you want to bring up statistics for what it's the same thing that people say here like oh statistically oh but it's always this it's always that nah you
3: can call me D. My Instagram account is Fitness is a peach um, I am a primary school teacher i'm twenty seven years old with this whole black lives matter um, scenario that's being kind of played out across the world. I think it 's given me time and cause to really stop and think about myself as a black woman. Um, reminisce on the times i've had as a black child growing up into a black teen and what that essentially means in the world that we are currently in um i realize i've been very lucky um my mum moved over from barbados when she was a teenager and um i was born in the uk um and my childhood um diverse place area of london Um, My primary school years were fantastic. I had friends of all different races and we didn't really pay attention to any of the major differences between us because they weren't differences. We were just different as human beings are different. Um, And I don't... It's really weird. I pride myself on the fact that I've never been stopped and searched um, and I've never really had to deal with any major in your face racism any name calling or anything like that but i realized that it was on a trip to a village that my boyfriend um lived in and grew up grew up in and we were walking around the shops and i got so many stares from people and i really felt so uncomfortable to be there that i literally refused to let him leave my side and he i explained it to him and he couldn't quite understand. He kept being like, no one's looking at you, what on earth are you talking about? And he just couldn't see it. And that brought me back like brought back so many memories of me growing up and going around the UK on family trips and holidays that I realised, you know, it's such a natural thing to walk into a room or walk into a space, walk into a shop and just instinctively be aware of the eyes that are on you. Um and they're normally for negative reasons such as you know shopkeepers following you around the store to make sure you don't steal anything or just you know looking at what you're wearing or how your hair is styled and things like that and it's something that I've just been normal growing up and so dating a white individual which is my boyfriend um he just doesn't see it and then it got me thinking about growing up, what did I perceive as normal that other people from a different skin tone didn't? And it got me thinking about when I was younger and I used to, when my mum used to wash my hair for me, I used to wrap my towel around my hair, like across my head and sling it over my shoulder and blur my vision until it seemed like that was my hair and it was just because that was normal it was normal to want to have straight long hair it was normal to want to have grew up wanting to have a body like keira knightley which was never gonna happen for me just because of my genetic build-up and the way my body is but i remember being so angry and so frustrated at myself that no matter the workout that i did no matter what i wore I, i wouldn't look like that and now as an adult i realize that it's because the world i grew up in although i'd never actually experienced any blatant racism wasn't catered for my skin color my body type the individual that i am it wasn't a normal thing to know about your culture to know about where you come from and it's only as i've gotten older that i've realized that my identity the way i view myself is has been moulded by hands of a different colour to mine. Even going further back than just living in the UK and watching adverts where everyone was pale-skinned and blonde-haired, going further back than that, going back to my ancestors, it's a simple fact that I will never actually know who my ancestors are because my surname is that of the slave owner of the plantation that my ancestors worked on. It's not actually any history for me up to a certain point. Like I can, like I know who my dad is, I know who my granddad is and further back and further back. But once it gets to a specific point, it ends there. I, and it's it's a horrible, it's a horrible understanding to have that your life has been shaped by people who value you as less than them and I mean I've been one of those people who don't like to really delve into the whole racism and slavery aspect because I don't quite like to hang on to the horrible situations but then you do need to understand to stop things like that from happening and it's scary to think that things are still happening and the story is not in the past anymore you can't say oh it's in the past you can't say it's not a relevant situation because It still is, and everything that's happening currently in the world proves that. I hope that the whole effort that's being put into Black Lives Matter and the energy that's being expelled now helps to adapt things for the future. But it just goes to show that there is so much preconceived ideas that seem normal, which aren't. That we shouldn't have to sit there and be like, you need to put more black people into your TV shows, more black people into your adverts, more black people around in advertising so that people know that their skin colour is accepted. We shouldn't have to, but the fact that we're still fighting for that tells us we've got a long way to go. And I think seeing things that have been taken off of the TV and like streaming services and things that have been highlighted as blatantly racist, racist, is just the beginning. We've got so many other ideas and, concept- and like, conceptions that are just ingrained in society that we need to improve. And yes, maybe we're not as bad as other places around the world, but that's not a good enough excuse to go, well, we're slightly better. So let's just like not worry about the situation here. I've discovered that I've had to end some friendships with certain people Not that they were incredibly close to me, but just because this has raised so many questions and issues and you're really getting to see people and their thoughts and views. And I don't feel angry. I just feel sorry at the fact that they haven't got the empathy to understand that whilst they might see it as acceptable, it's not. And me as an individual, I have the right to say, I don't think it's acceptable and I think you should really think about it. I think we have the keys in our hands to really change our future. And we should all be willing to step forward together. I don't think Black Lives Matter should segregate anyone or say that it's unacceptable for any race to do anything that they want or anything like that. I think that it's more just about understanding that we need to move forward as a whole. We need to kind of throw away the ideas that we thought were normal and build new ideas, new understanding that shows that there's acceptance of any race. It's sad to think that in the world we currently live in, people are being treated differently, but it's a simple fact. And the quicker people understand this and people look forward to change, the easier it will be to slip into whatever the new future will be, which will hopefully be more accepting for people around it.
4: So I'm a white middle class um, 25 year old male and I come from a white dominated area um, and I think for me black lives matter is um, necessary it's something that it's been long overdue, it's been bubbling around for years um, and it's got to the point where people have had enough. Um, I think the main thing for me is is that I didn't really have too much cultural exposure as a child um, in my upbringing, especially like in school and stuff. There was a few black families, um, but amongst the school of sort of 600 kids there was probably about six black kids um so you know less than a hundredth or a hundredth of the population of the school so um but for me it was never an issue I never had an issue with it I never really saw ill treatment towards um the black kids I always found that the some of the black kids would make fun of their blackness in order to sort of somehow feel like they had to fit in um, but it was never something I was really that. I didn't really join in on it. I didn't think it was really that. That um, it wasn't a nice thing to do. Um, and I think I, you know, it's all about. I think half of this is all about your upbringing and how you, how your family values affect what you bring through into your into your own adult life and things like, for example, you know, treating everyone with respect um, and and understanding your place in society and how that can affect other people, um, which is where white privilege comes from. I never realised white privilege until I went to university in London um, and mixed with more um, more people of colour. Um, and I think that people... Um, share more experiences when you're in uni and you figure out more about other people and and then from doing that more about yourself and um I think for me I've never ever ever seen race as a as a as an an issue for me I've never treated anyone differently because of their race in fact I I go the opposite way and I make sure that if I am speaking to someone of a different race or I'm speaking to someone from a different culture that I learn a bit more about their culture in order for them to feel more comfortable and feel like they don't have to try and justify everything they're doing, or they have to try and explain everything they're doing, they can just act how they want to be, and and it help. I think it helps people feel comfortable. Um, certainly, from having an interracial relationship, um, it there are certain things culturally that um, we do that are different, but it's, it's not something that has ever affected us. It's about understanding and, and recognizing that, you know, people are always going to be different. Um, and it's, it's about understanding that, that there are certain systemic things that are in place because of a white controlled system um, that are very much geared against black people. And I didn't really experience this until um, university. Um, I had a black friend who was stopped and searched. We went on holiday. Every airport, he was randomly stopped. I put random in inverted commas. Um, and I never was. And I would just sailed through. And my other white friends just sailed on through. And we, you start to realise and pick up on the, the idea that actually there are... Some real fundamental issues, um, and these issues need to be addressed. This is the this is the problem: is that white people need to educate themselves on the system that is at play and how that system affects black people and how it just degrades black people and other people of color as well in such a way that they don't feel safe when they then they walk out of their houses. They feel like no matter what they do, then police could stop them Um, if they do get detained by police or they are um, interviewed by police that they could be arrested or or put you know um, put up for a for a crime they didn't commit Um, and that kind of thing is um, a disgrace Um, I absolutely I actively condemn any kind of treatment like that Um, there is a there is a criminal justice system in place for a reason um, and that criminal justice is there not just to um, punish people for their crimes, but to keep people safe. And that's the bit I think people forget, is that the whole point of the criminal justice system is to keep people safe and protect people. And right now it doesn't. Um, it, what it actually does is it targets people. Um, and a criminal justice system that targets, targets specific groups of people is a broken system. Um, you should never, as a police officer, walk down the street... Um, and see a group of white people um, who are acting suspiciously um, and a group of black people who are just walking down the street and you should never just go to the black people because you think statistically they're more likely um, to be doing something wrong. Um, That in itself is outrageous. Um, I think from an opportunities point of view as well, there is a severe lack of opportunities for black people um, within, especially within the industry I work in um, and within other industries as well. Um, and I think it is, again, a systemic thing. You you can't help but look at the fact that people in higher positions of power, um, managers, are generally speaking white. Um, in most cases um, that I've been in, in different jobs, it's always been a white person who's been the manager. Very rarely have I had a, a person of colour as my manager. Um, and... I don't. I can't understand it in my own head as to why people would feel that a black person is inadequate or incapable of doing something in comparison to a white person. It doesn't compute in my head. I don't understand how someone can think that. Um, but it comes down to as well things like opportunities. Black people are less likely to. Um, go to the theatre, for example, black people are less likely to um, join a tennis club, play sports with um, community um, community uh, uh, activities and things like that, because... Um, For many, many years, they don't feel like necessarily they're part of a community, um, especially if that community is dominated by white people. Um, White people don't understand the privilege that they are given. Um, It's general freedom, such as walking down the street without feeling like you're going to be stopped. It's general things like walking through an airport without a care in the world, Um, the feeling that you're not going to be stopped. You're not going to be questioned on everything you have in your luggage. Um... The idea that, you you know, you you can walk down or you can have a child and you're not going to feel like your child is going to be arrested for something um, that they didn't do. Um, the idea that you can just sort of automatically work your way up the job ladder and be successful. Black people don't have that kind of thing. They have to work a thousand times harder than white people to get the same kind of level of education, the same kind of job opportunities. Um, and when the system is so completely written against one type of community um, then you need to take a step back and understand that if you don't help fight for that change alongside these people in those communities then you're part of the problem Um, and that problem needs to needs to be needs to be shown to the world and people need to educate themselves it's not the obligation is not on black people to educate white people the obligation is on white people to educate themselves on what they're doing wrong and how they have um, written a world written a yeah written a world system um that is geared for one race of people to succeed whilst the others sit um and uh it's all it's all the success of that system is based off of the the backs of all the other of all the other races and um, and communities. And that's that's my biggest issue with this whole thing is is that the only way you get change is by ask is by educating yourself, realizing you can make a difference and you need to stand up for racism and you need to stand up for what racism is racism is about and when you see it you call it out. And you, and you do something about it. And when things like that start to happen, then change can happen. But if people sit back and do nothing, nothing changes, and the system keeps rolling on.
1: Hello, CTMC podcast. So the whole Black Lives Matter movement has really created a huge conscious awakening amongst a big group of people and it spans you know generations various age groups various ethnicities various races various um people who live in various geographical locations from syria to palestine you know so it's clearly touched a nerve and people are really really becoming aware of some of their own stigmas and some of their own ignorances and really, really challenging their own preconceptions. And that's something that we haven't actually previously, I don't think, seen before. Um, Black Lives Matter started, you know, several years ago, and and there wasn't this level of uh, awareness uh, and sensitivity to uh, black people and um, the daily struggles that they face. So this conscious awakening, um, in my opinion, is, is an excellent inroad into getting that step closer to essentially eradicating racism, and I think that's incredible. Um, I'm really glad that this uprising has happened. Um, I think the murder of George Floyd has really opened a lot of people's eyes, people who were previously blissfully unaware and ignorant about uh, discrimination and racism across um, many different countries, spanning uh, generations, uh, thousands of years really. um, and and that the powers that be, you know, the elite and the people that control most of the money around the world, um, and opinions as well, so big news corporations, tend to dictate um, the narrative of racism and and fuel racism, and ensure that it's perpetuated uh, throughout society, so that certain people are able to flourish at the expense of other people's demise, and uh, mainly black people's uh, demise, um, as well as other various ethnic groups who are often subjugated just based on their race. So white privilege is a real thing. Um, a lot more people um, than previously uh, are now recognizing white privilege and that's something that's really useful um, and good to, to see in this particular circumstance. It's a shame that it had to happen Um, in these circumstances um, as a consequence of someone being murdered. But nonetheless, uh, it is a force for good, uh, and long may it continue. Thanks very much.
0: Interesting, actually. You know what? I've actually... I've been thinking about this and what I've been wanting to say for a while, and I sort of came to... not conclusion, but my mindset just sort of came to points like, you know what, I don't know what there is to say. Because like, I feel like everyone's catching up and I've just been sort of there, just being like, I told you so, or like, do you know what I mean? My mindset's been like, well, why, why is this news to people? Why are people suddenly now outraged? Because like, I feel so much is happening, in such a, such a short space of time, but all the, the issues and the problems were there years ago. There's, you know, shows being pulled down. These shows were around when I was a child. There's um, celebrities and, you know, people being called out. I'm like, these people did things that were, you know, should have been called out before I was born. So I'm just there like, okay, it's great. There's, you know, action being put in and stuff like that. And But it also makes me quite sad, like, okay, cool. So it's taken deaths and protests and riots there's something to be changed for something that people have been asking for for literally decades and um i think it's great that there's so many allies and all this sort of stuff um however again i'm just sort of like you know it's just gets a point it's great it's happened now but i'm like, but why wasn't why wasn't it happening 10 years ago why wasn't it happening 20 years ago i mean uh it's such a tricky one still because i don't want to say something progressive but i'm just the more stuff i see i'm just like you guys are just doing the most that's how i feel i'm I'm seeing things i'm like people going over the top now like it's too much like you're you're overcompensating that there's you know you don't uh it's, it's a tricky one it's a tricky one like black black lives matter is not a new thing this has been around since you know Trayvon Martin it's been around for you know it's it's not a new it's not new so I'm just sort of like why is it now getting momentum oh is it because of George Floyd horrible situation but again this isn't new black people predominantly black men have been you know treated so poorly by authority um police in in the modern age I'm not saying in general in the modern age um but people have been treated extremely poorly. So I don't understand. I'm, I'm a bit confused why is this now, oh, this is awful, we should, you know, get better rights. Uh, you can't say it's because, oh, it's been recorded, because there have been other deaths at the hands of police, but of black men that have been recorded, numerous others. So I don't understand. Um, I'm, I'm a bit confused why. It, this is the one that's like, oh, yeah, let's get everyone. I don't I don't get it. I don't know why, because there have been so many other similar situations. Um, Philando Castile, for one, I remember seeing that one with his child in the back seat crying. Um, his poor, um, I'm sure his fiance or his wife or girlfriend, you know, in the seat next to him, literally just, you know, scared, being like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. They were horrible, horrible things to witness. So I'm just very confused why... They, th- those deaths didn't you know evoke such outrage as George floyd's because they were, in my opinion both of them were innocent men of color who were whose lives were taken in their prime by people who shouldn't be in such jobs um who clearly have prejudices and misconceptions about people of certain backgrounds so I'm just I'm just like why <laughs> I, I, I don't know I just I feel like if such um not enthusiasm, them but there was such sort of a, a go for it um from the previous you know tragedies maybe george floyd would still be with us today so i'm just very like it's great you're doing this but why was not this done five years ago why wasn't it done 10 years ago why was it still acceptable for comedians to be wearing blackface why you, know, do you know what i mean stuff like that and i'm just like i'm looking at it and i'm just like you are a bit too late. I'm not laughing like, not like it's funny, I'm just like, is it, is it? Not, not, not late, but I'm just obviously better late than never. But at the same time, this has been a struggle for decades, if not centuries. So I'm just like, okay. But again, my mindset is, is like, is this sincere? Because everyone is jumping on it. And I'm, I've been watching a lot of influencers, looking at a lot of celebrities and looking at their social media pages and stuff like that and a lot of them they'll post something but they won't really like they won't really say much about their car they might post like the black square and then hashtag black lives matter and i'm just like are you just doing this because you want to protect your brand or is it because you actually care because then you see then you see other influencers, celebrities literally doing the most like putting out you know places you can donate um giving you history lessons facts videos and you know you can see it actually really resonates in them but then when you see the other ones it's just doing like the bare minimum because i i'm not going to slack anyone off for you know not posting on social media etc et et because personally myself i've not been active posting on social media because that's, that's just not me but i have been doing my bit behind the scenes because i can post on social media but to be honest, it means nothing if i'm not actually doing my bit myself um, so I'm not slagging people off on that, but I'm just sort of, you know, as an influencer, a good chunk of your job is being active on social media, doing this, doing that. So when I see you sort of doing the bare minimum regarding the, the Black Lives Matter movement, I'm just like, are you actually just doing it, doing it just to cover your back? Because people are literally out now. People are out, people are searching, people are looking for those who um, aren't doing the most. And those who have skeletons in the closet. I mean, for example, Anthropology, the shop, um, they're getting a lot of the heat right now because apparently during training, um, their their staff members are told, oh, you know, to be more vigilant for black customers. And they even had their nickname for the black customers, which is the term Nicks. And this is actually a global thing because there's many, many... Um, Employers of anthropology coming out and saying, Yeah, in our training, we were told this the the code word given for black people's nicks, and it's just and but then, the, but then they're posting, you know, our oh, black lives matter, all this, all this, all that. So I'm just there, like, okay, but how many of you actually care? Or that's my thing, so it's just, just everyone's jumping on it, but um, I don't know, I just feel away. I'm just at the beginning, it was so great, but now I'm just feeling away about it, because, like, it's dying down, but then you see people doing the most, I'm just like, is it sincere, is it genuine, do you actually care, or is it because, like, now it's on trend, unquote, unquote, Uh, I just, I don't know, so I'm just, I'm sort of, not on edge, but I'm just sort of looking at everyone with, like, narrowed eyes, like, just sort of a lot of scepticism about it, because people are still, like, hmm, still humming things, so... Yeah, it's a weird time. It's a weird feeling because then I feel like I can't sort of, I feel like I can't be sort of not negative, but I feel like I can't sort of say anything negative because then I'm where people be like, oh, you're so ungrateful. We're doing this for for people like you, all this sort of stuff. But it's like I appreciate it, but at the same time, are you being genuine? Are you being sincere? That's what I'm looking for. And again, to be honest, I feel like this is, I feel like it's a fad. I mean, there's been great laws and stuff changing, and stuff like that. But I just don't see this lasting because already people have they've done their little bit and they're going back to their normal, you know, posts, their normal vlogs, their normal this, this, normal that. So I'm just like, hmm, okay, cool. That's why I'm just sort of like for myself, I'm not doing all this. All and other situations that has occurred, but at the same time, it will go. It will go. Give it another week or so, or two weeks. No one's going to be talking about this. It'll be back to, you know, it's a good time. If you want to get your shit in now, get it in now. But generally, it'll be gone within a week, two weeks. Things will go back to normal. Covid will be the scare factor again, the fear mongering. That's that's how I feel anyway. Thing. You've got the Native Americans who are literally Native Americans. They were there first, but they're literally tra- treated as like second, third class citizens. I just don't get it. I'm like, bitch, I was here first. You literally pushed me out of my own land. And then you're acting like I've got the issue. Like it's me with the issue, me with the chip on my shoulder. You're stereotyping me as being a drunk, building casinos, doing this, doing that, when literally my ancestors were here they were here. And you also do think like you know, what would happen if Christopher Columbus or these Europeans never discovered America or they never sort of, you know, discovered parts of Africa and like, stuff like that. You do sort of wonder, you know, if things have been, ta- you know, tables have been turned. That's why um to Crosses is such, such an interesting concept and inter- cross- an interesting show because like, you know, if basically if people got, if others had gotten in there first, things would be completely different. Now, I mean, that's like, what you know would mean you even be friends because that depiction on BBC there were no brown people on there, <laughs> there were no brown people, there was mixed race, there was black, there was white. No, no brown people. Um, ah, oh, it's just weird, it's a weird time, it's a weird time. Literally, like the pigmentation of my skin is just ah, oh, it's weird. It's just literally like, bro, I just literally got more melanin than most people. Why such a thing? But it is, unfortunately.
5: Hello everyone, I run an activism account on Instagram called Desi Girl Empower, and I'm really excited to talk about the black rights movement today. Even though I'm not able to actively protest and participate during the movement, marginalizing different races, especially the black community, is something that has gone around the Indian and Desi community for a long time. Growing up in an Indian household, I was exposed to products like Fair and Lovely, which is a skin-lightening ointment that is endorsed by many Indian actors and influencers. The problem with Fair and Lovely lies within the core societal beliefs that blatantly support lighter skin over dark skin. In one of their ads, they show that a talented dancer could not get the lead position because she isn't quote-unquote fair enough. However, when she applies the ointment, her true talent supposedly shines from the lightness of her face and not the character in which is being overlooked with these kind of treatments and societal expectations. Not only have I seen skin shaming, but I've experienced it as well. My family comes from South India, and on many occasions, I have heard family friends and aunties telling me that I'm lighter-skinned compared to other South Indians. In one particular situation, it was a summer after I spent all my days at a tennis camp, and I got heavily tanned. One auntie came over to me and told me that my skin tone needed to be fixed, and I should try using Fair and Lovely or other whitening treatments. All of these ideals and societal expectations that are rooted within the minds of many Desis and other people around the world, is how racism comes to be. It doesn't matter what skin color you are, and fighting for the rights that shouldn't be taken away just because of your ethnic background or outward appearance is something that we should all stand strongly upon. Through the black rights movement, I feel that there is more change that needs to occur, not only with po- uh, police brutality and black rights, but within the Indian community as well. We need to learn to call out elders and educate them. Just because someone is older than you and grew up in a different environment doesn't mean that they're allowed to be subtly racist. The push towards being lighter skin or pure is a concept that needs to be eliminated. These deep flaws are something that needs to be brought to light and shown to people. Don't be afraid to call out and educate others no matter who they are. Your voice could always make a change. Thank you.
6: My name is Aaron. I am 26 years old. I am a student teacher, um, so practicing to be a teacher um, in English for secondary school. And I start in September and will be fully qualified by then. Black Lives Matter and how, how the cause relates to, to me and my experiences with it. The, the idea is, is it's not really an experience for us it's it's a lived experience every single day it's not just a notion it's not just something that we come into contact with every now and then it's something that you leave your your front door and are exposed to every single day as a lived experience as a person of color and a black person it's it's whether it's in this country or America and people can say there's a a separation between what goes on between our shores quite frankly the universality of the experience is that we are all from the same place and i know people do not like to recognize that we are all from the continent of africa but explicitly for black people that is true you know if on any denomination of any form that you look at there's always the the basis of your african-american your you know black british on the basis of being afro caribbean or african by descent africa is part of us on a universal level so i don't really understand why you can't see on an international level why what affects us in one country doesn't affect us in another by the very notion that we cross the shores and we will be experiencing exactly the same um, treatment Um, what makes it more heartbreaking for um, i suppose americans and african americans is that by nature of the very country of america no one there is entitled to that land apart from the american indians the native americans as they should be called and on the basis that they're fighting over a country that they helped to build and they still do not have a place in that's even worse than any other experience that any of us could have across the world um but we do have similarities that cross those oceans um for all of us then and they do affect us daily and i think that's what people don't really seem to understand um that university of if you see it, the universality of experience isn't just by proxy we're not just leeching off an emotion that they are exhibiting these are things that we experience back here this is these are things we experience every day as people of color they they're not necessarily always on that same level but we cannot act as if we're innocent in the likes of of britain for example and even if it isn't overt overtures of racism what we've come to understand is racism is also categorized in the sort of small um instances or instigations those microaggressions that you're not aware of um and people always say you're not aware of it so how am i supposed to change it? it is by making an active Decision to educate and therefore check yourself on it. I'm not going to say, you know, I consciously just decide I'm hungry and therefore I'm going to eat whatever I want. You know, I'm not going to grab a sandwich out of someone's hand because I'm hungry because that's my base idea. I'm hungry, therefore I need food. I grab it out of someone's hand. No, I've been trained as a human being that there are certain things you do not do. So even if my mind is telling me, grab that sandwich, you're hungry, it's yours, you either need to pay for it or get your own. You make your own. You make your own education. You make your own proxy. You do your own things. I don't really understand why that's a big process to understand, but perhaps that's beyond. I think what I need to do is sort of paint a picture of what it's like as a a black person in Britain, for example. Because I know they, they find issue, people who say all lives matter, find issue with you associating on the basis of not being from a country. So let's forget about America for right now. Let's talk about Black Britain. To be Black British is to feel that in any non-metropolitan city or town in this country that you are from, you're guaranteed to be looked at and stared at as if you don't belong on the basis of your color. This is reduced from guaranteed to likely in the case of metropolitan cities. Yes, I said likely, even London, you know, nowhere is exempt. It's incredibly hard to truly integrate when there's an automatic association between other and the darker pigmentation of your skin. I concur that this is not just an experience limited to just black Britons, but also Asians and other minority ethnic groups also experience it on on so many levels. However, the uniqueness of the black experience is adding presumed criminality, violent tendency, and poor socioeconomic standing to that equation. Um, to give basis for for why I even might say this, and this is just I, I, I choose to I, I chose to or I'm choosing to share this particular instance because it, it's one that I don't really tell many people about, and it's not the only experience I've had with law enforcement. Um, I, as a teacher, don't have a criminal record, and I have never done anything to associate myself with that side of the law. I, I wouldn't have anything to to detriment that I just couldn't do it. My mother's a medical doctor, my sister's training to be a, me- uh, a medic herself. It's it's not even within my circle so i was once pulled over one minute drive from my doorstep um for a broken brake light police officer checking my license said to the other one currently telling me how she was sure it wasn't working previously despite it working now um it's strange he said to her it's strange his criminal record is clean strange strange what am i doctor strange no it's just strange you stopped me for a broken brake light that never was mind you why is it in any way strange i don't have a record on that basis i mean and if there are law enforcement who would like to contact me and find out you know tell me exactly why that might be strange please do but all i can say is that's prejudice it's an assumption based on a sort of emotional drawing to ignorance I, there's no other. There's no other explanation for that, unless you're looking for that to be the case. And if you are, why stop me for a broken brake light? So this is one instance, and people have multitudes. I have multitudes, and you know that's for them to share. um but these are these are the realities of what we live in this is the the realities of what it's like and it may not be overt you know people say no one's harmed you but you know sometimes <laughs> sticks and stones literally um it, just because it may be sticks and stones doesn't necessarily mean that those words aren't detrimental psychologically day after day um listen people say to me all the time the world is going crazy right now it's 2020 it's nuts you know there's there's talk of the the Mayan calendar being slightly wrong and that it actually is 2012 and all of this and that would make sense and the world's going to shit the only thing i'll be honest to all of those people apart from covid nothing that hasn't been going on previously is currently going on however this level of awareness and this is where i get positive with it after the facts and in face of the facts has never been seen before. Globalisation by virtue of social media has amplified everything. But it's only the first step, guys, seriously, of a million that we will need for a better tomorrow. Like, it doesn't end with COVID being over. doesn't end when the affluent politicians, law enforcers, and the government are held accountable to the same standards imposed on the people they employ, represent, protect, and govern. doesn't end when George Floyd's killers are all charged, not just charged, but actually imprisoned and given criminal records for what they have done. The only real change comes from inside. And I mean that literally without sounding wishy-washy and overly sentimental. It's so true. Because when, literally, we all individually as a member of the only race that truly should be, the human race, truly believe and show all lives matter instead of just saying it to delegitimize those trying to pursue it. That's the only way this gets any better. So long after... Celebrities stop posting long after your friends stop posting long bef- long after it stopped being a trend because that's currently what it's also turning into. When that genuine sort of overture of understanding what's happening comes into place and we're actually seeing different colors as exactly the same as us, does not end, it's not new, it's not 2020, act- 2020 acting out. But that's all I've really got to say about it
0: thank you for listening to our podcast
1: hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode remember to go to our website www.canttouchmycrown.com we are now on all major streaming services thank you and make sure to check out our other episodes